Well, thank you guys for coming in today. We have Ben and Andrea West, and they are here to share some of the things that the Lord's been doing in their lives and some of the cool things and how they've been getting involved in the community, in the church. And how are you guys doing today? Great. Great. Very good. Well, tell us a little bit about yourselves. I know that that's a very broad question, <laughs> <laughs> but, but tell us about yourselves. Uh, okay. So I guess I'll go first. We can maybe go back and forth a little bit. Um, so I have been a public school teacher um, for about 17 years and uh, been teaching band. And this year I'm excited about a new opportunity we have here in the community. And uh, I get to be an assistant principal at the Hope Academy. We're hoping to put it on the map as not just being Hope Academy, but being like the Hope Hope Academy. Um, So we're hoping to put the Gator on the map in the next few years just for, you know, some new things we have planned for the students and and everything. Um, Yeah, so it'll be new capacity for me moving from teaching to the other side of the yeah, desk. So we're going to, we're right. going to see how that goes. I, I am, I've been praying about leadership for the last two or three years and, uh, you know, had a few different do- job offers in different places and, you know, studying in first Timothy pretty recently, actually the day of the interview, um, for the AP position and, uh, really felt uh, just from reading that and prayer that morning and then going to the interview that, you know, Paul talks about, staying where you're at you know there may be a desire for you to do ministry elsewhere maybe travel to do ministry or you know like from reading that passage you can kind of guess from paul's writing that timothy really wanted to be with paul or he wanted really wanted to be spreading the gospel elsewhere right and so it was you know just to be reading that and going to the interview and just have have some different options you know like i told him in the interview i really think um that it wasn't a mistake that i was reading that that morning and setting that that morning, and I really felt like, hey, you know, this is where I'm supposed to be, and so it's it's it'll be it'll be a different a different thing, um, but I think that the Lord's called us called us to do that and kind of continue in education, but just have a different role. Awesome. What about you, Andrea? Um, so the last two years, I've been at Decatur Christian teaching high school uh, physics and calculus. Um, and then this year I am switching over to Eisenhower and will be teaching forensic science. So I'm really looking forward to that. And that's exciting. Is that something new that Eisenhower has offered? Um, I, oh, thank you. Um, yeah, yeah. Within like the last, uh, two or three years, I think. Okay. So I'm, yeah, I wish they would have offered that when I was at Eisenhower. Right. But me too. Yeah. I definitely sounds like the coolest class ever. Yeah. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. I think we have all Eisenhower alums except for Austin. We won't, we'll try not yeah, to discriminate. Small town, Argentina, Oriana High School. <laughs> Get out of Sorry. here. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you guys would always beat us in football, though. Whenever, I don't think we really played you guys. <laughs> we but, play you guys. Because you were better than us. But one of the cool things that, that you guys have done in the background has been this this Taekwondo school that we host here at the church. Can you give us some some... Just like tell us the story of it. How did it come into being? How did you guys get involved sure. in it? And and, and yeah, just let us know about it. Uh, so I started martial arts um, at the YMCA. Um, one of the, uh, come to find out later that it was the chief of police in Blue Mountain teaching the classes. And uh, he was an usher, also come to find out later, at the church that I went to. <laughs> um, so that's kind of where my life in martial arts started was, you know, about seventh grade or so, summer after summer after sixth grade going into seventh grade. And so I did karate with him and kickboxing and a little bit of jujitsu. 
And then uh, kind of later in life, after, you know, after I was in college and stuff, I started Taekwondo. And uh, that's kind of, you know, did a little bit of Kung Fu after that and then came back to Taekwondo. So I've been doing martial arts for, I don't know, a little over 25 years or so. And um, Andrea, do you want to talk about when you started and all that? Oh, sure. I started whenever we started dating. Um, he signed me up for a women's self-defense class. <laughs> And that sounds exactly like Ben. <laughs> yep. And so uh, I did that, and he's like, "Did you enjoy it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it was, it was okay." And he's like, "Great, I signed you up for a year." And I'm like, <laughs> "Wonderful." So after a couple months, I'm like, "Well, I might as well test for my next belt." And then I did that, and then I ended up getting my black belt in it. So not the next day. No, not the next day. Yeah. Several years we don't, later. We don't. We don't do later. black belts in a day. It takes, I, don't, takes, I don't know a whole lot, but time. it sounds like you were a prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, so we've been doing martial arts together, and and I wasn't really an athlete before I started martial arts, but I think that doing the martial arts and that's kind of developed a desire to be a little bit more of an athlete and be a little bit more healthy and make better lifestyle choices and different things like that, or at least not, not make better ones, but not make bad ones. Yeah. Um, so Andrea is working on testing for her third degree this year. So that's nice. pretty exciting for her. And I, I got my fourth last year. Um, what so, made you guys get into that? I know Andrea years was, was Ben, he got you into it, but Ben, what <laughs> made, what drew you to that at first? Uh, so Power Rangers. Oh, uh, well, okay. So, so it kind of, it kind of, you know, you see it on Power Rangers on TV as a little kid, you know, different martial arts thing. And you're like, oh, man, that looks really cool. But actually, my my want to kind of do martial arts and, and be in, involved in those kind of things actually started when I was about five. Um, so my, for my for my fifth birthday, uh, I feel like God gave me a present. I had a dream on my fifth birthday. And uh, in that dream, to make a short story, a long story short, he gave me three things. And one of those was a sword. And, um, over the years I've come to realize that that sword was like martial arts and self-defense and different, and, you know, just, and I like sword as a weapon, but you know, as a, as a little kid, sometimes when you have dreams like that and people talk with you about your future and, you know, speak life into you and encourage you, um, you don't know what that's, what that's going to be about as, as an older person, as an adult, you know? And, uh, so that that gift of, of a sword in that dream when I was five has <laughs> culminated over the last almost 30 years. And now it's, you know, now it's, mar it's martial arts and that's a huge part of my life. And, and so that's kind of what inspired me to start martial arts or kind of want to do that, that and the power Rangers and, you know, Jackie Chan on TV <laughs> and all those other just really amazing, you know, stunts and stuff that you see. Um, but you know, one of the things that I appreciated especially now as an adult, was my karate instructor and the fact that he was a Christian and an usher at our church. And, you know, it was to have an instructor as a Christian, and I've had instructors who aren't Christians, it's it's completely different. You know, it's good. The, you How know, so? Their, the, so, like, their aim, what they're teaching you isn't just martial arts. So, like, in, in karate, he would always ask us, you know, how we're doing and be really personal with us. You know, ask if, ask us if he can pray for us about anything or, you know, you know, do you guys go to church? He was always trying to, you know, pull kids into being more conscious and aware, you know, hey, did you have you read your Bible this week? You know, what are you reading about? And he would have those kind of conversations with us. And so I feel like that 
Um, as an instructor, those are kind of some of the th- same things that we talk about character and different things like that. But those are some of the some of the things that we encourage the kids to mm-hmm. um, in, in as well. And so there is a big difference between for me having an instructor that's a Christian versus not because they're teaching martial arts to you, but it's not just martial arts, you know. <laughs> and so that is. Uh, that's kind of one of the things that we, that I appreciated as a younger person was having someone who genuinely cared about my future and who I was as a person. And, you know, like my, my, literally my eternal future, you know, not just like, Hey, how was class going? Don't beat anybody up with what I'm teaching you. Right. Um, so it was, it was just a, you know, it was, it was great to have a role model like that in my life that really cared about me and was pouring like valuable life skills into me. Um, so fast, fast forward time past teenage years and college and stuff. Um, and, uh, back to like your question about how did we get to do martial arts in here at the church? And so that started as a, uh, one of my friends who was also, who is also a Christian. He doesn't live in Decatur anymore. He approached me and said, Hey, you know, there aren't very, he didn't, couldn't find any schools or at least schools that had advertised martial arts for, for their either, just their score in their community as, as being free or even really martial arts programs in general being associated with public school isn't a, isn't a huge thing in our country. Whereas in other cultures, like in Korea or the Philippines and in Japan and a lot of other places where martial arts is like a staple in their life. Um, like that's part of their PE education. Like in, yeah, it's really interesting. So in the Philippines, one of our instructors that we had in Taekwondo was from the Philippines. And he always used to talk about how he regretted not doing the Filipino martial arts when he was growing up and in school and like in primary school and, you know, what we consider junior high and, you know, like finishing school for um, before he went to college. And so his name was Paul Candelaria, Mr. Candelaria. And uh, he used to talk about that because um, Kali is from the Philippines. And he was like, as an adult, now that I do martial arts, he's like, man, I always regretted not taking <laughs> Kali in the Philippines because, like, what better place to study Kali right, than where home. it, yeah, than home where it came from. And so he said that opportunity was always there. So, you know, building upon that that idea and just wanting to have the opportunity to pour like good character straight traits and, um, you know, instilling Christian principles without hammering them over the head with the Bible. Right. <laughs> you know, I feel like there's a lot of ways as as Christians that we can be creative about how we minister the gospel. Mm-hmm. And the martial arts just happens to be one of those things that we're passionate about and have found, I feel like, Holy Spirit-inspired way of doing that. I'd say so, yeah. And um, so anyway, so we started, uh, we, we wanted to do martial arts in the public school, but obviously starting opening a school is something that can be pretty pretty costly. And so we didn't have money to do that. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's an organization in, in Decatur public schools called the foundation and those, so they write thousands upon thousands of dollars worth of grants. Um, or you can apply for thousands upon thousands of dollars of grant. You may not, you may not get it, but you can, you can apply for sure. You can apply for sure. And so we had, uh, we sat down and, you know, outlined a little bit of a curriculum and kind of like a five-year plan, what are our goals for this program in the next five years? Because we weren't applying for like $500. We were applying for like $12,000. Mm-hmm. And so we uh, 
you know, we sat down and presented with their board after we wrote our proposal. The proposal was like 10 pages. We had to, and that was just like a 10 page proposal, not including like all the inventory and everything we looked Mm -hmm. at. And so we had to give line by line, item by item, penny for penny and account for this. I'm like, why are you, why do you need these things? How are you going to use these things? How is this going to be impactful to more than a dozen students? And so our goal and dream and really like vision for the program was to invite and have families and students from all over Decatur mm-hmm. to do that. So over the course of the of the next three years of of that program, as that was still being housed in, in uh, at Stephen Decatur, um, we had remodeled a room, painted a room, got the grants, um, and uh, I mean, just the program was in full swing for about three years. We probably impacted four to five hundred different families over the oh, course wow. of three years. Yeah, our our classes were routinely like fifty to eighty students every night. So we had wow. four, yeah, four different instructors there working every single night, and we'd have kids stay after and come in early. And it was, you know, it was it was a big part of the community at Stephen Decatur and through advertisement that the school district had at the time. You know, like Channel Twenty Two, if you're familiar with that. Um, play at that that time frame indicators dps history that was a big big way of communicating for them they use facebook a little bit mm-hmm. but like channel 22 is where it was at man <laughs> and so we did interviews on channel 22 we had interviews with wa and d owners starting the program and so a lot of people in decatur were aware of that and uh you know we sent out flyers to all the schools and so we had kids from all over the all over the city and we even had like robinson charter wanted to start kids and they were like so, so there were a lot of places that after we were after we did some advertising and our intent was made clear in the community, there were a lot of places outside the community, um, outside of Decatur Public Schools that really wanted to kind of be able to be part of the program. But because it was a Decatur a Decatur Public School specific program, we were we had to turn down some of those people. Right. And so, so our, you know, the vision was like meeting where we wanted it to be. But, you know, over that over the course of that time, we were, I felt bad about turning down some of those families because, like, generally speaking, martial, martial, martial arts instruction isn't as expensive as, like, gymnastics and different things like that. But um, average tuition for one student may be as much as $100 or $150 a month, depending on how many classes you're attending mm-hmm. um, and what the program looks like and just the base cost. And so to be able to provide that free was great. Um, and to impact all the families in Decatur was great. We saved people tens of thousands of dollars over the mm-hmm. course of the time, but to have to turn down families that we knew really could get value out of that and like hit our target mark with developing character and instilling Christian pr- principles. Um, it, you know, it just didn't, it was, we felt like we were doing a little bit of a disservice too, just because we couldn't do that. Um, so Fast forward three and a half years into the program or so, starting our fourth year, um, my friend ended up moving, taking a job down in St. Louis. Um, and so his family is down there now. So Andrea and I are, are left doing the program kind of by ourselves, which was fine. Um, and about two months into the school year, we were approached by the athletic kind of director for the district. And they said, hey, we're wanting to start a wrestling program and uh, we need to use this space. And so we're like, oh, okay, well, uh, you know, we're an after-school program. He said, well, you're not an IHSA sport. I said, that's okay. We're an AAU sport. This is an Olympic sport. And he said, well, you're not IHSA. And so our school doesn't support that. And I said, well, they've been supporting it for the last right. three and a half years. And, 
you know, we had all this grant money. And so like, where, where do we go? I said, we're willing to be flexible with class times. I said, what time are you guys going to have practice for wrestling? Can we come in after that? You know, can we do like a class before and then you guys use the space and then maybe us come in after for an advanced class or something? And it just didn't, because of their vision for what they wanted the wrestling program to become, it just wasn't, it wasn't going to work out um, for us to be able to occupy the same space, even on different days. Cause I mean, coaches schedules change and different things mm-hmm. like that. So when we had started the, started the martial arts program, the year that we started it, Pastor Mark had came and asked us and said, Hey, um, how do you guys feel about doing martial arts at school or, or here at the church? We know you guys are doing it at the school. And we just were like, well, that's a big time commitment to try to run two schools at once. Right. Um, I'm like, yeah, we have four different instructors, but like we need all hands on deck yeah. just to do the program at Stephen Decatur because there were so many people that were involved and the families that were impacted. I just, we didn't want to drop the ball. Um, and so fast forward three and a half years later, he comes up and randomly asks us again. And so it's the timing of that just like it could only have been God in the timing I think that there like was the next day after we it was, found out that we were losing the room and space and everything. He came to us like the next day. It was a win. Yeah, it was a Wednesday night. Um, we were, I mean, I think we were late getting there because we were teaching martial arts and everything. And so we came, we come to like Wednesday night dinners and stuff like right on, mm-hmm. right as they were finishing up. So we were like one of the last people in line and he just, you know, like he always does walking down the hallway with his, with his salad. He's like, Hey, how's it going? You know? And he's like, Hey, have you guys thought about teaching martial arts in school? And I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like as always, sometimes in the sermons, I'm like, man, Pastor Mark has been in my study time. <laughs> I felt like he had been reading my emails in the last couple of weeks because, you know, and so I was, you know, I had been praying as soon as I found out, I was like, oh man, you know, like this is such a huge thing I feel like for the community. And I would really like hate to lose this program and this opportunity for the kids. And so I said, Pastor Mark, have I got a story for you. And I said, your timing on this couldn't be any bit better, any, any better. I said, can we sit down and talk about this maybe later this week? I said, we are definitely interested, um, and we want to know by asking that question, like what you're really getting yourself into yeah. <laughs> by answering that, like I said, because like the story we have and, and what we have to share is really interesting. So we sat down, I think it was within a couple of weeks and, uh, and just kind of shared with him what had happened. And it was, I, and you know, it's not, it's, it's not something you can get upset about. Um, but God knows what's going to happen. And I felt like that he had laid that on pastor Mark's heart that day to ask for that specific reason. You know, like sometimes, you know, when we, when we have service and, and we talk about when the Holy spirit talks to you, you know, you need to go mm-hmm. tell that person, like when he tells you, Hey, go, go talk with this person about that. It's not, it's not happenstance that that's happening. Right. right. You know, it is like, it really is God ordained. And, you know, sometimes maybe you don't take those unctions like you should, but I just, I don't think it could have been any other way. And so months later, we had sat down and talked with Pastor Mark about that and how that would potentially work out here. And now we have a studio at the church and the church has like let us use basically three rooms, essentially. And uh, we kind of started out in the hall and then moved to the sanctuary. And uh, the staff was awesome about just kind of like leaving the back half of the sanctuary cleared. When we first started classes here, we had a lot of students and then um, a few months later, that was when Illinois yep. shut down everything right. for COVID. So 
So for about three months, there was about 60 kids here in the building doing some training. And then after that, you know, we have a lot less now. We but had the, classes outside for uh-huh, a We had classes outside for a while, using, practicing oh. our self-defense <laughs> on pool noodles and stuff instead of being so close together. But, uh, you know, it's just been working here at the church as, you know, as a, as a child, I always had prayed, God, I'd like to like my vocation to be in the church. I'd like to be in the church with as much time as my can I can because I just saw the love that I know I experienced in Sunday school and the different pastors there and just the impact that it, that church had been on my family and me. And so being able to be at church every day and feel like I'm part of that process of impacting families is great. And I don't feel like I have to be a pastor to do that. You know, like sometimes I think people get the get the idea that, oh, if you're not a pastor, then you can't do ministry. If you don't have this certification, you can't do ministry. If you don't have this stamp of approval from a denomination or from, you know, no one's prayed over you and sent you out and, you know, you're not a missionary. So like, you, you know, you aren't doing your Christian work. You aren't doing your Christian service like, like you should be. And, you know, with martial arts, I don't feel like it's that way at all. I don't feel, you know, as a teacher, I don't feel like it's that way at all. Um, you know, and it's like, there's, there's value in being educated to the point that, you know, could you speak like a pastor? Do you have understanding like that? Do you have knowledge of the scripture? We're called as Christians and as believers to, to give an account for our faith anyway, mm-hmm. do that. Um, but I feel like that just the opportunity to serve here at church in this capacity is, is fantastic. So, so that's kind of where it's went with the story and everything. So, so let me ask you this. I imagine that those years that you were, were spending with DPS were, Mm -hmm. um, very beneficial because you, you both are obviously your lights shine very brightly, but you probably were a little inhibited being that you were in a school to maybe, do ministry work so to sure. so, yeah. you know you sure. understand what i'm yeah, saying yeah there's some stipulations yeah yes yeah. yeah and so you know moving to the church now and and having your um you know gives you the ability now to um put into practice some kingdom principles with mm-hmm. your students yeah. beyond the athletic side of of what you're doing you're also instilling kingdom principles in your students as well will you tell us a little bit about what that looks like yeah um and you want to talk about that a little bit Sure. <laughs> Andrea is really introverted. <laughs> you can't see her. She she physically uh, recoiled as soon as she. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, in Taekwondo, we have what's called the tenets of the art, and so that's courtesy, integrity, perseverance, self control, and indomitable spirit. And knowing, you know, just just in the scope of martial arts, that's a big thing, you know, being courteous to the people that you're working with, um, having, um, moral integrity, um, persevering through, you know, you're doing, um, some difficult exercise or something like that and persevering through that, having good self-control and, um, it also kind of ties in with your Christian faith, Mm -hmm. you know, um, having integrity. What does that mean um, as a Christian and having that self-control? So we talk a lot about those types of things with our students. Um, We also talk about like leadership. What does it mean to be a good leader? And, um, and like the last, what was it? Two or three weeks ago, we had, like a full week or two of just going over leadership. Yeah. And we had a book. What was the leadership book called? Um, like Godly Leadership or something like that. Yeah, I don't and, remember the title um, of it. 
we just kind of went through those principles and then kind of also how that right relates to, you know, Christianity mm-hmm. and not just using it in that sense, but what it looks like in the Taekwondo class and what that looks like at home and all of that. So, oh yeah, the book was called Faithful Leadership. Faithful Leadership. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> great book. It's amazing. Yeah, it's Check great. it out. Um, yeah. So a lot of these things are just like, you know, you can use them for, for mm-hmm. both, you sure. know, martial arts yeah. and your Christian faith. Um, we also found that it's you know, so like so amazing to have it at the church too, because when we have classes on Wednesday, oh well, you can stay after and eat uh, eat dinner, and then you know your parents they can go to a Bible study and you can go to youth group, mm-hmm. and so we found that a lot of students that you know they they've never had that before, and now all of a sudden you know they're going in and they're you know um, going to like youth group and their parents are you know going to bible study and things and we've seen like a huge change in that and that's been amazing too that's mm-hmm. awesome. so so then you have been able to see some of the fruit then of everything you guys are oh teaching. yeah yeah it's been it's been pretty awesome i've really enjoyed like you know even after we get done with class going and sitting with the families and stuff at dinner time and then like seeing them like hey i want to stay you know tell their parents can we stay i want to stay for youth group or whatever and so that's really been amazing to see i think that's awesome because you're not just changing the or or you're not just helping the kids grow you're not just kind of speaking into them but by default you're also speaking into their homes Mm -hmm. and so you're speaking into their siblings their their extended family their parents yeah i think that's awesome yeah because i mean sometimes like the parents are like okay well i'll just i'll come back and pick you up in Mm -hmm. an hour or whatever but then i think there's been a couple of times where you know the kids have been staying for that for so long the parents are like i I guess i'll just stay stay. for (laughs) something you Mm -hmm. know find what they have (laughs) for the parents you know so yeah it's been great you know one of the things that we really um attempt to stress in our school is like the value of community. Um, so if you, if you visit some martial arts schools, sometimes it's just about like business and money making. Cause you know, that's their career. And so one of the advantages that we have is that, you know, granted it's, it is a little bit of a business, but tuition is very, very low and especially compared to other schools in the area. And, um, you know, if you, visit another school, you may see the students not have very much interaction with the instructors or, Mm -hmm. you know, the instructors will teach class, but then that's the only thing they're doing. You know, they'll never take, they won't, they don't frequently take time to talk with families and to, you know, build relationships with them. Maybe they're more focused on like the teaching aspect of it. But one of the things that we stress is community and, and, you know, from visiting um, different schools in the area and just talking with the different people, one of the things that that we notice is our students, their parents have to come get them from after class. Like we have students that say, well, that they want to come early, that they want to stay after like 15, 20, 30 minutes, just talking with us and, and spending time with us. And, and so, you know, that, you know, that means that when people want to spend more time with you like that, that they're drawn to that, Mm -hmm. that they see something that makes them feel good and makes them feel great and that they're valuing. So we really feel like we're pouring the love of Christ out there um, into those students and making them feel loved because they want to stay after class and continue building that community. And so that's how, um, we really feel like that kind of like the tenets of our art, the tenets of the art in Taekwondo really marry themselves well to our faith. Mm -hmm. And, you know, something that I don't know if, if maybe necessarily people listening to this podcast know, but maybe people in general don't even know is that, 
is that where this particular type of Taekwondo comes comes from is it's sponsored by the nation of South Korea. Like, so that's where we have our certification through and different things like that. And so one of the interesting things I found out, I went to a master's seminar to get certified and get my master's certificate um, this past year. And one of the things I found out um, from the one of the presenters is that South Korea is becoming a Christian nation. Oh, wow. And, and their principles, and they're actually, they actually send out missionaries from South Korea to the U.S. Uh-huh. and to other places in the world. Wow. And so I thought that was really, really interesting is that, is that um, they cho- these principles that they chose, courtesy, integrity, perseverance, self-control, and dominal spirit, I don't think that those were chose either by happenstance. <laughs> yeah. I think that, that they were chose... Um, maybe to to represent what their how their country is starting to feel and the way that their nation is starting to be shaped um, by those values and and the fact that they're really wanting to communicate these these are the values that we have as citizens these are the values that we have as as practitioners of this art that we would like everyone who does this to espouse to, whether they're Christians or not. And so inadvertently, I feel like they're kind of spreading those moral Christian principles throughout mm-hmm. throughout the world, which I think is is great. It is really cool. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's really interesting and you know to know that. Um, and like some of the you know the masters that I took lessons from flew all the way from South to Korea, South Korea just to teach us lessons and but but how they interacted with us while they were there. They were some of the most courteous people they that I met. They were some of the nicest people I've met. And just to like without even knowing them personally, I've just kind of guess I'm like, you know, you seem like you might be a Christian. And so after after talking with them and hearing hearing their presentations about things, I found out that several of them were. <laughs> and so yeah, I know. So like I'm like, this is fantastic. You know, so for me to be part of an organization that's a nonprofit organization and and, you know, made a lot of donations and different things during, you know, during the time of COVID to different places. And so it's, I mean, it's, it's great. It feels great to be part of an organization that has the same values as you, instead of you trying to like take your values and attempt to layer it on top of, of something that you love. Um, instead for those values to be embedded in that thing that you love and you don't have to change who you are or the way that you think about that or the way that you present that for it to be part of your faith. Mm-hmm. And so like, I really, I really appreciate that. It's, um, that sounds so cool. And what I, I think what I appreciate about your story the most is, is exactly how you look at life as this opportunity to share and do ministry. Mm-hmm, yeah. I think that a lot of times that you hit the nail on the head earlier, I think when you said that so many times we look at ministry as, you know, go be a pastor or go be a missionary. Let's pray and send yeah. you to go do these specific vocations. But you guys don't approach ministry as a vocation. You approach it as a life. Yeah. And and I think that it's so cool because you aren't people who are commissioned by the church to be like, hey, these are going to be our Taekwondo ministers. <laughs> You're people that had an interest, that you, you had these things that you enjoyed doing and it helped shape your life. And you said, let me use this to go and minister to other people. And you're changing generations. You're speaking into our area, our city. And I think that, man, you're getting ready to be, you're getting ready to serve in a different capacity. Mm -hmm. And I think that's exactly lining up with, you're going to put Decatur on the mark, on the map. Um, Looking at that, that way, I think that it kind of changes the game for everyone. Because Mm -hmm. while everybody's not meant to be a pastor or an evangelist or, or, or a missionary or what have you, 
we all are called to minister. Mm-hmm. So as you look yeah. at how people can begin to do that, looking at your own story, as you look at the people in your life or people that are listening to this podcast, what what kind of advice would you give them? How do people start ministry within their context? Mm-hmm. So I know Andrea is like really quiet, but we do have conversations <laughs> about this all the time. So even though you don't hear her, her, hear her talking a lot about this stuff, she's like... You know, you always hear that, you know, behind every good leader, every good man or every good husband, there's an equally strong woman. And so, like, that's her. So even though she, you don't hear her talk a lot. <laughs> I'm introverts going, are silently running the world. We get I, it. Like. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to communicate some of the stuff that we have talked about that is, that's close to her heart and the way she feels. I'm about that this. So, so even <laughs> even though she's not going to say these words, this these are we have these type of conversations all the time. So I'm just going to communicate some yeah. of that, some of the stuff that we've talked about. So we as a couple, we uh, um, value ministry and value Taekwondo. And we believe that everything we do, um, whether it's Taekwondo or teaching forensics or teaching band or, you know, interacting with families in a public or a private situation, we believe that everything that we can, that everything that we do can be used to glorify God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, every, every interaction that we can have, whether we're paid for it or not, um, whether it's a vocation or not, whether it's, we feel like it's an accident or not, we feel like it's an, uh, that every interaction is an opportunity to love people and love God. It's, it's like our church slogan. Mm-hmm. So like we try to live our lives by that. Um, we believe that um, many of the practice, practices of ethics and morality um, marry themselves between taekwondo and and having having a biblical worldview and and having those principles um so we believe that through prayer and studying and applying the biblical principles to your life um, and applying the truth of god's word through a biblical worldview um, while loving people that ministry can be readily found in every vocation Mm -hmm. Um, many times the holy spirit leads us in creative ways and uh, things that we find fun and other people will find fun too, um, and the others will appreciate. And so Taekwondo is just one of those ways. And I'm sure that that if people will pray and genuinely seek the Lord um, about what they can do or even what they're already really doing, right? Um, I don't think that you have to start something new in your life or, or gain a new skill or, you know, become committed or whatever to a new ministry or a new idea. I think that you can use something that you're already passionate about that you enjoy and involve other people and that become ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just invitation. Yeah. What you're yeah, saying. exactly. I do a lot of woodworking, as you guys know. Mm-hmm, yep. And um, <laughs> one of the things that I felt the Lord doing the same thing where, you know, I'm a pastor, but the Lord just telling me, invite people in where you're already mm-hmm. at. Like not doing the things that you aren't already doing, just the things that you're already yeah, doing. Yeah, exactly. And it's crazy what happened because mm-hmm. whenever I just started inviting people in to, to work at the shop with me, um, like teenage boys love saws. And oh, it yeah. It blew my mind. And, and safety. We were very safe the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, it, it created the space naturally for relationship to happen. And yeah. in those moments, I was able to speak into them. Mm-hmm. And that's, I feel like, what you're saying in a way where if you make the space and you invite them into something you're already doing, mm-hmm. you can minister and share the love of God and love of people. Yeah, exactly. We're not we're not called to save people, right? That's God's job. Right. But after they are saved, we're called to discipleship. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you know, that's like the whole commission of Christ is go and make disciples. Right. He doesn't say go and save people. He says go and make disciples. So that's one of the things that we, that's, you know, I know, we call it to the families, we call it 
we want to make good leaders. We want to, you know, we talk about leadership a lot, but what we're really talking about is that's kind of like our covert ter- yeah, term for discipling. like disciples. Right. So like, you know, it's, it's different if it's a different vocabulary, but it's the exact same aim. It's the exact same aim is, is to make disciples. And so even though, you know, we're using Taekwondo and like morality and principles from Taekwondo, but they mirror the Bible. And, and so it's using a different vocabulary to create, to communicate the exact same truth that God teaches in our word. And it's, you know, in his word. And, um, you know, I think that, that anybody through the guidance of the Holy Spirit can be creative in that way mm-hmm. and find biblical principles that they're already living out in their life. And just like Austin, just like Pastor Austin said, is inviting other people into that to create that opportunity for discipleship. And that's just the fancy word for ministry, right? Absolutely. Man, <laughs> So, th- thank you guys so much for sharing with us today. Do you want to plug your school? Uh, sure. Uh, so we're calling, we're calling, uh, our school is called Decatur Martial Arts. Um, right now we have uh, summer classes until the second week in August um, on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 5 to 7. And uh, all the beginner and open classes start at five. Anybody's welcome to come to those. And then we also have classes for now until school starts. We have class on Tuesday and Thursday mornings from uh, 10 to 11. After school starts, we won't have any morning classes because we're going to both be busy in the morning. And a class schedule will change a little bit, but we're still planning to teach um, four days a week and you know be involved with uh, a kids program that we're starting here for the church kids and helping on Wednesday nights, doing some martial arts a couple times a month. And yeah, so just... Come check us out. Um, right we here. also have a Facebook page. It's oh, yeah. Decatur Martial Arts DMA. So you can check out um, the schedule that we have currently. And then I think it's starting August 15th. 15th yeah, first day of school. First day of school. Um, we have our fall schedule that that's also on there. So awesome. Yeah. Yep. Well, very good. Thank you guys again for taking the time. And, and we appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity to be on the podcast. Thank you for joining us on the Real Life Podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please remember to subscribe to stay up to date on every new episode and announcement. If you have any questions, comments, or you want to suggest a new topic for future shows, please email us at reallife at visitlife.org.